the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 115 of What a Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Andy. And I don't know about you, Jack, but I am tired. Oh, oh so very tired. It has been a long year since we started covering Joda's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Golden Wind. Yeah, we were just doing the math off mic. We did that in exactly a year. <laughs> yeah, it just... It, like, the, all the coincidences surrounding last week's episode, not only did we get it out the week that the anime airs, we did it exactly one year after the, the first episode of, of Golden Wind. And the funny thing, the crazy part is, is that that takes into account the, the like handful Bow. of times... With the, well, not even just bow, just, like, the handful of times that we had to go off for a week. Like, all of that just, like, temporarily worked out to being one full year. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm really happy that this random happenstance occurred. Like, Well, because, like, imagine it's... if I didn't need to take a couple weeks, if I didn't need to take that week off because of work. Like, that would have been, like, oh, now it's a week before a full yeah. year. That would have sucked. Man, it all came together, like, and I, I didn't even notice it until, like, five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, hey there. But yeah, an entire year of part five, other happenings, a lot of neat stuff in there. Um, this episode is going to be our chance to just, like, chill out, go, th- go through the past year of our lives with this show and talk about like what we liked, what we didn't like about part five. And also of course, talk about the anime that aired last Friday, return of hashtag Joe's Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, bless up. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's next, which is part six. Oh it's yeah. It's there so, and it's colored. <laughs> very casual episode. Just uh, join us as we kind of, decompress debrief and reminisce yeah, i guess yeah so part, hang out part five man you know what, what i don't, do I don't know what more i could say about part five honestly after all of that still my favorite part still my favorite characters i, I could just gush about it forever I, I, you know obviously it's not without its faults it, it is may, maybe the most flawed like part it's so messy it's extremely flawed but i wouldn't even say i like it in spite of its flaws i i I like the flaws (laughs) oh yeah like if you took out all of the messiness all of the stuff that like never happens again the one-off abilities or whatever you'd have a very competent like story but i it would lose a little bit of that unknowable uh substance that gives it some soul. Yeah, there's a certain charm in part five that I don't see in any of the other parts. And I also just think it's the most, like, uh, it's so out there and so, like, it's really mysterious in a lot of ways. Like, a lot of the backstory is unexplained. A lot of the things about it, you know, and it all, it all kind of just, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, which is what makes mm-hmm. it great, but it also makes it so, like you said, unknowable. There's so much yeah. stuff in it that is just kind of like, what? What what and, the hell? <laughs> and it's going to be interesting to see how the anime like puts that in motion. We'll talk about it, yeah. but it's they've already started like Yeah, they've already started fixing around. it. <laughs> from yeah. from episode 1, they've already started yeah. fixing it, but we'll, we'll go into the details with that when yeah. we get to the episode coverage, but for now, let's go back to the very beginning, Jack. Yeah, like First off, Gold Experience Part 1. Like, as we've said, like, this was such a weird lead-off right after Part 4. Mm-hmm. Like... It just goes right into it. And, like, we just pick up with Koichi, which, like, man, I always forget that he was in this. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he was cool in the in the first episode. Like, he he is here to be like... 
hey audience, I'm here, everything's fine, and then let me pass the mic to this weird guy who can stuff his ear into his own head. <laughs> it's so interesting that Araki chose Koichi to be the audience surrogate for this part, because, you know, last, you know, part four was Jotaro, and part three it was Joseph, and, like, Joseph and Jotaro were, like, the main JoJo's of their previous parts, but for part five, yeah. we get Koichi, which is a really interesting choice. Especially yeah. since Araki seems to have an issue with ever drawing Josuke ever again. <laughs> after part five. Uh, four, rather. Did he... I the most he we ever him... got was the back of his head in that in that Rohan in, in fucking Mutsukamizaka. We got the was back of his in, head. Was um, Rohan at the Louvre at all? Or was it just Okuyasu? Was it just weird Okuyasu? I think it was just weird Okuyasu. I like distinctly in my head remember never seeing Josuke again. Yeah, it's been... Wow. Yeah, you just... <laughs> he went up the stairs never to be seen again. Um, well, and, and to, you know, part four characters, like, come and, come and go, but part five characters, we never see any of these motherfuckers ever again. That's which, true. Which is, part, like, a huge shame, but... <laughs> Part four characters at least get to show up every now and again in uh, uh, the Spoke Kashivi Rohan, like sometimes. Oh yeah, you know whether, the connection, or not they the look connection good. to uh, to Rohan and everything in Moiro, and and you know uh, part four, part four gets enough love. I mean, part eight is basically just a giant fucking send off of part four, anyways. So yeah, let Gappy grow out his hair and put it put it up in a pompadour. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, part part five gets fucking nothing. But yeah, that's a huge digression, and we'll we'll get to a thing in part six eventually that like really pissed me off. Jack knows what I'm talking about when it comes to part five being a weirdly isolated part, and how yeah, there's a part of, there's a section in discussed. part six where part five characters could have been included, but they weren't. For sure, I, I hate I, that. <laughs> Yeah, you never know what's going through Rocky's head. Maybe he thought it wouldn't work. Well, you know, but... hashtag Rocky forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. You know, like I feel like Jorno being Dio's son was going to be a major plot point, and it just fucking wasn't. It's not. Yeah, it's not. All all it serves is to be the bridge between. It serves as a bridge to make Jotaro send Koichi to go investigate him, and it also serves to make Jorno part of the Joe Star bloodline. That's like the only reason. Yeah, it is. have him have the star. Yeah, like I'm glad they never actually call him Jojo, which <laughs> would which would have just been like turn around, face the camera. Oh, hello, Jojo. Oh God, and you yeah, know what? Because here's the thing: is like. Skin I feel color. like that was that the whole Jojo thing was just so that Araki can be funny. And like I don't sure. need all of my Jojos to actually be Jojo. Like it's fine. Like it can still be Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, even if their name doesn't necessarily equal match up. Yeah, yeah. This thing he came up with in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, like at this point it's like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is like a meta franchise, so it, it can just be whatever it wants it to be, you know? Sure. It doesn't matter. Um but man, I'm looking at the, the chapter list and everything. So the gold experience, like right off the bat, we got Koichi leading us in and we get an idea of Jorno's character. He's kind of an asshole, um with with a good heart, but he's still an asshole. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Jorno's uh, face and hair in this in this first chapter? Like, oh man, <laughs> like what is going on? He's got a lot of forehead. Uh, his of hair. Forehead. He's got a lot less hair. It's like his hair is a lot thinner. Yeah, it's more plastered to his head, and his rings change shape. Like, but within the first few chapters, like, Araki gets a good handle on him. Um, and we also gotta talk about hashtag rare part 5 Jotaro, which I wanna talk more about oh, in the yeah. anime, because they made him so much cooler in the anime than he is in the, in the manga, with the way they did the colors for him. So we'll talk about that, but, like, very rare, uh, you know, look for Jotaro. Yeah, and I love that, uh we saw his office in the anime oh god it's just, yeah dude it's exactly what you think it'd be 
And I gotta talk about this panel, which could not possibly be... Rec- it, it's impossible to recreate this in the anime, so I'm not even mad about it, but the page that shows Koichi, like, like staring at in the back of Jorno's taxi and, like, inching up towards it slowly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, like, whoa. the panel jump, it makes it seem like Koichi, like, teleported to the back of the car. It's fucking yeah. terrifying. <laughs> I, I don't know. The, like we say, we'll, we'll talk about the episode one, but... It's it's a good opening. We're introduced to the main player, Koichi. Koichi gets a lot of a lot of screen time in these first couple episodes, mm-hmm. um, and continues to do so up until like isn't it Black Sabbath? Yeah, Black Sabbath is the last arc that he's in. I forget what how and why he leaves the story. Maybe it's just he went home or whatever. I honestly can't really. Oh yeah, that. he uh, he got his passport back. He saw that like oh I get the same feeling like from Jorno that I get from Mister Joestar. And like Golden Heart, that whole thing. It's like this is a good person. I'm gonna leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Back to Japan. Yeah. So this is the first part that we don't have a returning character stay through the whole. Actually, in in the original continuity, this is the only part that there isn't a, a returning character that stays through the entire part. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. And then he just like pieces out, and then we're let like. Like I said, passes the mic to Jorno. It's all cool. And yeah, uh, and it kind of gives the part its own identity. And like, we do get another returning character with Ponoref later in the end, but he's really only there for like five seconds. <laughs> sure. Even if, Turtle Man. Even if uh, part five Ponoref is is such a thing. I It's one of my favorite it's SASs that I own. I love it so much. It's so cool. Ugh. And fucking Needle Egg Silver Chariot. Yeah, you only see for less than a second. Just tip a tap and tip a tap, and mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I I want to point out like the quick retcon the anime made with this uh, glossy uh, Dio headshot. Oh you, yeah! Did you catch that? Uh huh. Yeah, because in the manga we got this like labeled Dio Brando like in focus headshot, and like that never made sense. <laughs> And then in the anime, they're just like, yeah, it's the same spirit photograph that, like, the Stardust Crusaders got. It's cool. Mm. And, like, I could I could see that. That's that's a nice change that you made. Um, so let's talk about uh, Bucalati's coming part one. Because, like, man, that's a hell of a chapter, huh? Yeah. it A lot happens. Um, the... When Jor- as soon as Jorno got on that tram... Like, oh god, I I knew I knew we were gonna be in for a good ride with this anime because like everything was well made, like everything looked good. Um, and it's like yeah, it's such a great introduction for Bruno. Like you know, Bruno's maybe my favorite character in the entire franchise, and like this is such a great introduction for him. Mm-hmm. And as far as it, I'm concerned, you know, part as much as Giorno is the main character of Part Five, I think Bruno is even more so, and he gets way more, he, way more of an arc and everything than Giorno gets. Oh yeah, he he gets really developed as like the leader of this band of misfits. Also, his face does not look good in this arc. No, 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 no. it looks it looks actually absolutely terrible. I don't know. I mean, he's just drawing all these characters for the first time, yeah, for basically. The first time, it's fine. Um, like Bruno's actions here, like zipping the eyeball into Giorno's hand, zipping the fingers into his mouth, like the in, like the famous lick scene, mm-hmm. like a- everything just like puts you in the right place. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, yeah, just flipping through this real quick. Like, the the whole fight scene, can't wait to see that animated. Because the anime left off right at Bukulati's Coming Part 1. Um, which, great place to end. And then, meet the gangster behind the wall. We, we get to see, like, start to see the structure of the gang. We meet Pulpo. I can't wait to see Pulpo animated. <laughs> like... Oh, and I love it, this drawing of Sticky Fingers on the bio page. Sticky Fingers is such a great stand. Oh, I mean, we're, oh, we're going to yeah. have to go on a diatribe about the stand design in Part 5 in, in a few minutes. Because, like, oh, mm-hmm. my oh my God. 
the stands in yeah. part five. Because <laughs> the design of biomechanical, like, person monster thing was kind of perfected in part five. Uh, to the extent where part six is just like, but what if what if they weren't people? Yeah, what if they didn't it, have to be the, people. It, it literally like the the classical stand basically peaks in part five, and it, yeah, it's I never agree. the same after it. But yeah, uh, there's some uh, stuff in like part seven and eight that like comes close or is like taking inspiration from part five, but like yeah, part five is because like you know in part seven the closest you really get to a traditional like weird like you said biomechanical man stand is is d4c that's really d4c like i was specifically thinking of hey ya oh. i love hey ya. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the cow poco loco i love it i love that man mm-hmm. um introduced to the gang me entering the gang parts one through six where uh, you could just hear yakety sax in the background as Giorno tries to like keep this lighter lit, and he has to deal with Koichi like mucking it up for him, turning turning the light into a snake, eating the bread. I oh. just clicked on uh, entering the gang part five, and like I forgot about the bio page for Echo Zack three, and he looks like such a motherfucker in this drawing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's got a power pose. Yeah. Oh, man. And this is where we first see Black Sabbath. The Black Sabbath fight is really cool. Oh, man. There's... It's going to be a lot of fun reliving the things that we, like... Oh, yeah. Jordan already looks correct in Entering the Gang Part 5. Like, he's... The the design of him is already perfected at this point. Oh, absolutely. Um, Like, his design's great. Clothing nailed down. Um, We start to get an idea of his mannerisms. Um, Koichi's still here at the end of Black Sabbath. I forgot he participated in this fight. Yeah, you got a lot of three freeze action going on. Although, you know, when I think about Echoes, like, isn't Act 3, like, the weirdest evolution of Echoes, considering it, it, like, Echoes Act 1 makes sound effects, Echoes Act 2 turns the sound effects into physical objects, and then Echoes Act 3, gravity... I guess it, it focuses in on like one word. Yeah. Like, it it didn't eh. the design follows the effects whatever. Oh, I mean I love the design and mannerisms of Act 3 a lot. It's just it's oh, yeah. its power is oddly specific for a very versatile stand. It, it was uh very needed to the plot. Oh yeah, it was plot convenience as fuck obviously, but you know, just a thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my god. Uh, uh, Black Sabbath's death scene is insane. Mm-hmm. Dissolving in the light as the the sun goes down. like. And then ooh. fucking Gold Experience stomps him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's gonna be... That's gonna look really cool animated. Uh, and of course, 5 plus 1. Like, when we actually see these boys for the first time... We look at all their weird faces. Like, Mr. Holy shit, Abaccio does have headphones. What, what the fuck? No what the way. Fuck? Oh, I gotta look. I'm looking. I'm bringing it up right oh now. Oh my god. I have to we eat my own We thought we were ass. going crazy when we saw that. There we they are. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. They're right on his head. Because uh, when the first promo images for Part 5 were coming out after it was announced... Uh, it was all the boys, like, standing around, and then Abaccio had these bright orange headphones on, and we were like, what? When did... Who? Who's yeah. this man? The, you know, Who gave Sephiroth the Walkman? <laughs> it's so... Like, I completely forgot about it. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but he's just listening to music. Fugo's trying to teach Naranja math. Mista doesn't want to be here. Yeah, this um, chapter was such a great introduction to the personalities of all the boys, and how they all play off each other and everything it's 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 fucking perfect this is the best these are the best boys jack the best this whole this chapter could be an episode by itself i know they won't do that but they could if they wanted to like the Toto drinks sabaccio's piss how could anybody forget about that <laughs> yeah hey here's another weird thing uh, look at Mista's shoes on Fine Pulpo's Hidden Treasure, like, cover. Or page three, like, the, the famous boys, uh, against a wall. Which chapter was that? Uh, 
Chapter 18. Chapter 18, let's see. Uh, loading, loading, loading. Okay, okay. What the fuck? Yeah, this... You're, you're on a journey with us readers, because, like, this is the first time we've looked at some of this stuff in exactly a year. And if you go to this... If you go to chapter 18 in volume 3... Uh, you look at the, it's just wearing the famous, these, uh, you know, the lineup. Uh, yeah, the mode shots. Yeah, like you get to see uh, Mister without boots, and he just has super fashionable shoes on. It's like, so weird. I guess because you don't really see full body shots of characters in manga like this very often. No, but he also doesn't ever wear these again. Well, yeah, I know. I just maybe I just I'm trying to figure out why I never noticed this before. I've looked at this image so many times. <laughs> oh, wait a wait a fucking second. Go to uh, go to page uh, eleven in this chapter, and and with Mister lying down, like it. Well, he's got we're, socks. We're wait a the, wait a fucking second. We're seeing the evolution of Mista's footwear for the first time. I'm... Like, because in that mugshot, bare feet, these weird, like, thong sandal wraparound things, and then on a boat, white socks with the sandals over them. And then, I'd, we're not going to go through all of this to find out when Mista starts wearing boots. Um, but Jack, it's I hate point. to break this to you, Jack. Those are his shoes. Those those are his shoes throughout the entire thing. Yeah, what? He just it's he just it's the same shoes, but he just drew them without like I don't even know how to explain it. So in that image, he just drew the foot like they're sand like instead of having the rest of the shoe, it's just his foot and leg. But if you look at like the figure, like look at a picture of the figure, it has the same like outline except their boots now. What? Like, oh tell me I'm going crazy here. No, you're right. I'm looking at the all-star battle thing. No. No. Actually, no. What? In the White Album fight, it's just white boots. It's just white boots. Okay? Okay. I'm, look I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at different pictures, and at some point, Araki just said, fuck you to these sandals. And, like, stopped. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm so confused looking at this. My God, this is fantastic radio. Yeah. Uh, I I don't even know. Okay, yeah. Let's move on from from Mister Shoes. <laughs> we told you that it would be a, a chill episode, and there's nothing more chill than talking than talking about the minutia of a character's footwear. <laughs> I hate Listen, us. if if you are into JoJo and you're not overly concerned with the characters' fashion choices, you're in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah, you're reading the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, so let's we... uh, jump ahead a bit. Uh, let's talk about. Let's you know. Let's just like break it down a bit, Jack. What was your favorite uh, stand of the week arc in part five? Around these, hmm. Stand of the week. It's a hard question because there's some things that I would not consider stand of the week and there's others that I would. Like anything that's above 10 parts is not stand of the week. And once you All right, like, let's trim... just let's make it broader. Let's just say what was your favorite like stand encounter, let's say. Stand encounter stand yeah. fight. Let, let's say that. Yeah. My favorite stand encounter that's not like one of the big ones. Uh Mista's truck fight. Yeah. Like, because one, Mist is my favorite character. We can like get that right out of the way real quick. Like, mm -hmm. it, who's yours? Is it Jorno? Is it Bruno? Bruno. Bruno. Okay, fair. Uh, mine's Mista, and having him fight this weird momentum-based stand user on a truck is like really good. Uh, I was gonna say radio. It it's it's cinematic. Like, these action scenes where firing bullets, reflecting the bullets, like, shooting them back. Craftwork is a really cool-looking stand. Like, talking about the biomechanical guys. Like, he's got a lot of the hand in him. Yeah. Which I love, because the hand's my favorite stand. Um, 
Mista looks really cool during it. This is his only like solo stand fight. Um, White Album has a lot of Giorno in it. Um, and the rest of it, the cast had gotten too like at big at that point, so he never got solo screen time again. Yeah. What about you, Andy? Oh, that's easy. For me, it's gotta be Man in the Mirror. Gotta yeah, be Man in the Mirror. It's my that's favorite, what I thought it'd be. favorite individual stand fight in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's interesting because I find that the popular consensus of the best stand fight in part five tends to be White Album, and like I can see where people are coming from for that. Yeah. But that's as far fair. as far as just like encapsulating everything that's great about stand fights and what makes them so unique, I think Man in the Mirror is the best version of that. Yeah, I I get you. Um, and it's also the first and last time we saw Purple Haze do Yeah, something. and Purple Haze is one of the coolest stands of all time. Uh, <laughs> Get on that boat. Get on that boat. Get on the fucking boat. But yeah, I mean, it, Man in the Mirror is a long fight. We talked about it a lot when we did it, so go back and listen to that, because I have I've had, I had a lot to say about it while we were doing that. But in summation, I just think it hits all of those right notes. It hits all those points that it's just like, oh yeah, this could only happen in a stand fight. Whereas mm-hmm. that fight, whereas White Album is a good fight, it's just like, okay, so he has exoskeleton and ice powers, you know? Yeah, he's Mr. Freeze with a suit. Yeah. Um, just think about any ice villain from comic books, and he does that. Whereas Man in the Mirror is fucking out of its own mind. <laughs> yeah, it implies the existence of parallel worlds. It gets really weird with uh giorno's powers like bits of mirror turn into a motorcycle or into a frog I, it's, it's been a bit and also the man um, and mirror the stand itself is fucking insane looking <laughs> yeah let me let me look at it's it. got like haven't... think about an aviator mask but like only the goggles like screwed into his head with what looks like stirrups <laughs> oh right he looks like this weird steampunk bird thing yeah Oh, man, the black and white, like, stand picture of him is super scary, actually. Actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I think I said at one point it looks like he had been um, bedazzled, like, yeah. with rivets. Yeah, he he looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Fugo as a character. I wish he got more to do, but... Really gotta hey, read wait. Purple Haze feedback one of these days. I'm pretty sure there's translations available. Yeah, that's just sitting down with a tablet and, like, scrolling through a book. Yeah. Unfortunately. So get like, through that if, one of these days. It's just that we've always been saying that the, the the last episodes of this podcast will be coverage of George Joestar. And I will, oh, I will yeah. hold myself to that. That if we ever, yeah, if we ever decide to, to end this show, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, if we ever get to the end and part eight's still not done, we'll turn it into, like, a a bi-yearly podcast and then when part eight finally finishes we'll just do george joestar and like dig our graves yep so Um, let's uh what's your least favorite stand fight oh my least favorite stand fight oh that's tough because i have a few which is yeah like (laughs) saying that this is my favorite part but i actually have a handful sure Uh, but if there was one that you had to pick the one that's absolutely like i do not want to read this again um, oh, what would it be? Because uh, I got mine. It might be the same one. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say maybe Green Day and Oasis. Really? That's <laughs> or, surprising. Or Clash and Talking Head. One. Of I was those. gonna say. I was gonna say Babyface actually. Oh, be you know what? I forgot about Babyface. You forget about Babyface? Yeah, let's Baby... let's let's agree on Babyface. Actually, yeah, we'll agree. Yeah, because Babyface Baby would have been fine if it hadn't just come after twelve parts of Grateful Dead. Because Babyface made Grateful Dead twenty parts is what it did. And they here's you know another reason why my gut said Green Day and Oasis. It's mainly just because I think it's too long. It's way too fucking long, and it's the same thing with, to a lesser extent, with Clash and Talking Head. Clash and Talking Head could be trimmed. I think um, Green, Green Day and Oasis can fucking cleaved into bits. I think like six parts. <laughs> Green Day one. and Oasis six parts. Yeah. I, the I, thing with Green Day and Oasis, like a lot happens in it that isn't the Green Day and Oasis fight. That's the hard part, like, classifying this, because this is where we first see Polnareff. 
Like, yeah, that's true. I I think it's just because it's just like it, a lot does happen in it, and I think uh, you know stand wise, I think it, I think like Green Day as a stand is kind of one note. It's like okay, it it makes everybody die. Like okay, yeah, it's it's the uh, the purple haze problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, so it kind of like shows its it it show the the arc shows its hand so early, and I don't think it escalates much from that. The the stakes are like thrown on the table, and it's like okay, this is really bad, and then it's like fourteen chapters of like how do we fix this? <laughs> yeah, do it for a while. I think I understand what he was going for. He wanted, like, this is what I think he was trying to go for. Because obviously I'm not the man and I don't know his head. And I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm a guy with a podcast. Um, but it seems like he might have been trying to go for, like, a creeping horror kind of a thing. But he accelerated, like, he went from zero to a hundred, like, instantly. Uh-huh. Instead of more, like, the beginning of this part was really cool with, like, you see the... The, the drunks at the beginning is like they're doing their thing and then they fall apart and like more like of that of just little things starting to go horribly wrong instead of just instantly like oh battlefield time this is the battlefield yeah that's the thing is I, I wouldn't dare say that it's all bad in fact i like a lot yeah. of it i like the mold thing i like, like gotcha yeah, like, so there's stuff about it I really do like. I just think it's too long, but yeah, I forgot about Babyface, and if I pick one that I'd cut entirely, it would be Babyface. Ba- Babyface, yeah, yeah. It's unnecessary, it's kind of gross, and, like, the only thing it does is introduce the concept of Giorno, like, being able to heal, like, effectively. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, here's a new liver, I made you a new liver out of paste, whatever. Yeah, the stuff um, with the woman, and, like, oh god, that yeah, was so gross. Yeah. yeah any time where like your thing relies on some sexual violence how about just not yeah you know like just think of literally anything else you can I, i've been having this conversation a lot recently it's like don't rely on sexual violence as a plot like to show someone is a bad person yeah like just, literally you, there's a there's lot of ways parts of baby face where like people get like chunks of their body cut out like isn't that enough like yeah. Jordo gets like a big giblet of his eye removed yeah there there's so many ways to show like violence and uh like stakes other than that and it's like and like not to say that like people getting hacked to pieces is like good or anything but i guess we're just more desensitized to it at this point so it's less gross yeah like violence and like body horror is is one thing but then just it's just not necessary that's that's my hill that i'll stand on yeah um i i can't really explain why it's worse but it just is it just kind of is yeah because it's yeah moving on yeah uh green day and oasis mixed feelings uh metallica is a really good one that i like um oh yeah i mean that's just a really brutal fight (laughs) that it's yeah insane you want to talk about fights with stakes and like feel like fights that you can feel in your gut king crimson versus metallica oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm and then uh beginning of part five good middle mixed there's there's a bunch there's like we saying there's a couple stand fights in there that are kind of like if excuse me iffy um but the i think it ends very strongly like right after from diavolo emerges to the end is great like from or Diablo even Requiem plays the, quietly. Sorry. Yeah, from Requiem to the end, that's the reason why, like, the, if I were to sum up why I think part five is my favorite part, that, just all of that from Requiem to the end is just so insane. It's so yeah, that's, incredible. That's a seven. That's 17 chapters of, like, high octane. Wow. Like, oh my god. Like, the, the only part that comes close to having as good of an ending to part five is part seven and like yeah and that's and insane kinda, for its own reasons <laughs> for similar reasons almost like yeah it, it, 
like this constant moving forward like the uh like love train kind of serves the same purpose in part seven as uh silver chariot requiem serves here yeah like this kind of unknowable force that is changing things at random that uh introduces new challenges for the heroes at like the 11th hour mm-hmm. yeah um, the, the ending is just really something just all the things like silver chariot requiem is really cool and a really interesting concept that like never really comes up again in jojo yeah, so for, like well part eight's still going let's see that arrowhead <laughs> show up in mariah show. let's see that happen oh god soft and wet requiem oh man like <laughs> we still don't know what those wall eyes are let's go Maybe there's big we, I, oh, I'm not even gonna talk about the fucking wall eyes pissing me off just thinking about it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about the anime now? Because I, I'm, I think we t- gave our good summation of what we thought. Yeah, of part our big five. rambling dive into part five, and like, in case you need a, a conclusion to that, it's great. It has a lot yeah. of flaws. But in spite of all of it, it's still just an incredible ride, and it's it's part five man it's it's part yeah. five it speaks for itself yeah uh, and uh, speaking, speaking of, of speaking for itself the anime they speak oh gosh <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just gonna i'm gonna bring up the Crunchyroll roll sc- screen just so i can look at it again because mm-hmm. some first of all anime looks great um people are saying like doesn't look as great as part four doesn't have the same like great art direction like whatever I, I get it, but, like, going into part five, being disappointed that it doesn't look like part four is kind of missing the forest for the trees, in my opinion. Like, yeah. you can do it. I'm just going to think it's dumb. Um, but, like, specifically as anime, I think it looks great. Like, I love how Giorno looks. I love how he moves. Um, there's some definitely there's some anime original stuff right off the bat. Oh, which yeah. Is cool. So let's, let's break it down. So... The, the like I think this is just becoming a thing that that David Productions is doing is they did it with part four the first episode they did it here is they added a little thing in the beginning just like a little thing and in this case it's just an extra scene introducing Giorno as a character mm-hmm. showing him just be a be a nice boy being a nice boy uh, it's showing him like walking through the alley seeing like drug addicts and like setting up like that's his big reason for. Uh, trying to change the gang from the inside. He sees a kid buying drugs. And it's a little heavy-handed, but it, it works for this. Um, he stops a purse snatcher. Uh, I really like that he took a couple of 10,000 lira whatevers, yeah. turned them into butterflies, had them come back to him. <laughs> like, really cool. And then he used it to buy an ice cream for himself and a little boy. Like, all right, that's that's a pretty good summation of Jorno as a character. All about. That shows what he's all about. You know, he's he's uh, chaotic good. You know, he is chaotic good. Um, introduces us to Luca like way sooner, because um, it it shows him just at the airport like beating up this guy for getting on his turf. Mm-hmm. Um, Luca looks scary. He doesn't look. He, like right off the bat, it looks scary. Uh-uh. Um, with his like weird Roman shovel, uh, and then Koichi is right in here. Like Ko- we see Koichi after Giorno, which was not the case. Like they they did a whole like scramble, like they did at the end of part four, and I like it. This flows way better. Um, I felt like I was like. This episode ended, and I thought I've been watching for like ten minutes, and yeah, I wanted to see it more. Yeah, it was so fast paced, covered so much, like four chapters in one yeah. episode, and it didn't, yeah. and nothing was cut out. Everything just happened. In fact, yeah. there was more stuff than what happened in the chapters, which makes it exactly. even crazier. How did they do it? <laughs> I don't know. Animation is is wild like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still had him shoving his ear into his head. It looked gross. It it's still gross. Um, let's talk about how Giorno looks. Like, oh, pink Giorno, what, amazing. Yeah, pink Giorno, great. It like, fucking pops off the screen, man. I mean, you won't catch me like like shit talking blue Giorno, but pink Giorno, man, mm, perfecto. Yeah, pink Giorno, blonde hair, great. If yeah. that's is is that if that's gonna be his standard outfit for the whole thing, more the better. Yep. 
what else we got? Let's see. I'm just scrubbing through this thing. His whole interactions with Koichi are great. Like, driving away in this little hatchback and then Koichi doing the whole Act 3 freeze while the cops give uh, exposition in the background. Like, oh, he would never tell people that he's half Japanese. That Giorno <laughs> Giovanna. He used to be called Shiobana. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And like I said, they changed the uh, the Dio photograph that looks more like likely. Um, Luca meets up with Giorno. Their whole fight is really cool. David Production did some really interesting spatial stuff, like 360 rotations around character models that I thought was neat. Um, you see that with like Luca and uh, Bucalati later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going through it too? I'm just following along with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm just scrubbing. Um Man. Oh yeah, and uh Jotaro is in or no. Is this is Mariah Cho with the Jotaro and Koichi. This was a flashback, right? Yeah. Okay. Um we get to see part five Jotaro in motion, like you were saying. Super cool. Like I, yeah, I don't he, really know how to describe his coat. Yeah, so to con- kind of compare it with the manga, so the the biggest thing that they changed is they added color to what's under his coat. So if you look at the manga panel, like they added a lot of color everywhere. So in the manga panel, it, it's all white. Everything he's wearing is white. The undershirt, yeah, the jacket. It's fine. Like it looks fine. When they add color to like the weird gill things on the jacket and the purple mm-hmm. cross on the undershirt. It's so cool. He looks so awesome. Yeah, it, it pops. Like, purple cross, blue shirt, green gills, green uh, jacket cuffs, which yeah. are cool. And the uh, the turtleneck with the, with the hand symbol on it. Oh, mwah, bellissimo. His hat um, is engulfed in his hair even more than usual. His hat's in the shadow realm. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, I love the memes that have been going around. It's like, I'm sorry if this sounds rude, but this guy sort of looks like you, Jotaro. I really like like the one with Jota. (laughs) With Jota is really good. Uh, Sugimoto from Golden Kamoi was in here. Mm -hmm. That one was really good. Um, But memes can be funny sometimes. It's it's good. Uh, What else here? Oh, the intera- the further fight between Giorno and uh, Koichi, where Koichi gets knocked into the dirt because he tried to hit this tree. Talk about powers that never show up again. This whole, like, reflection damage thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad that they're not shying away from the weird one-off powers. Like, they're just kind of rolling with it, which is good. Is, yeah, I- I was, like, wondering if they were going to try to, like, contextualize any of that, but they don't, and I think it's probably just for the best to just let it let it happen. Let it ride. Yeah. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with, like, the time slowdown thing. It's, like, giving something too much life. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah. Right. I, that's See, the whole reflecting thing, like, fine, whatever, but the time slowing thing is just fucking stupid. Yeah, it <laughs> and, I, and, and I really imagine that connects back to... Uh, the whole Dio being his dad thing, and there was going to be more to uh, that, and then it just didn't happen. So, like, ah, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not a big deal. It just is what it is. Yeah, and then let's talk about Bruno, because because the episode ends with Bruno. Like, we see this the Euro on the ground flips and spins, and we see the boy walk in and pick it up. And it does the cool 360 degree spin around Bruno. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. And then their whole interaction, so tense, so good. Um, Bruno's mannerisms are exactly as, as they are on the page. Like, he's weird and creepy. And as, as he gets more and more heated with, like, the bits of Luca's body. Oh, man. The, uh, in the infamous lick scene as it, does it end on that with him in the uh the window no no that comes right before and then we actually see him make zippers on Jorno's body and which was crazy to see animated absolutely yeah. insane because underneath the zippers is just swirling darkness 
Which, cool. Yeah. Cool. Just you see him unravel, like, in real time is just something that can't be in a comic. And just seeing him, like, be zipped apart is just so wild. Oh, yeah. And you see the, uh, the silhouette of Sticky Fingers, like under bruno's arm like the silhouette of the face behind bruno like it, mm. they they're doing a really good job is what i want to say um and i look forward to next week where we finally see this mythical op and ed like what songs are they gonna use like what's it gonna look like i'm very excited mm-hmm. it's gonna be cool oh man seeing episode one golden wind right after goodbye mariah is something <laughs> Oh, yeah. It just kind of, like, just <laughs> happens. <laughs> How long did we have to wait? Let's see. Oh, man. T- December 23rd, 2016. And then October 5th, 2018. Damn. Almost two full oh, almost years. Almost two years without Joe on TV. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it, like, 500 and something days? Oh, the dark times are over, my Thank friends. Thank God, JoJo is back on TV, and it was awesome. If I were to rate this episode, I'd say it was 10 beautiful boys out of 10. I thought it was excellent. 10 I, ladybugs on a leaf. That's mm-hmm. mine. I, I, is it... I, I don't think you... I, like, like, wow. I, 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 all I can say is that it was just basically perfect. I don't think there was anything wrong with it from an adaptation standpoint. No, I I think it went as well as it possibly could have. Like, like the, the stuff they added, like, they're already making it better. Like, it's already mm-hmm. better than the manga, which is insane. Yeah, because the manga is already great, but it works so well. Animated, David Production are gods at what they do. Yeah. And I'm so excited to see where they go. Yeah, and I mean, people were concerned about the staff changes and stuff like that, and it's like, clearly, they, they know what they're doing, so just just let them do their thing. I'm very excited to see what the opening is going to be next week. Ho- hopefully, mm. we get it next week. I don't, I don't know for sure, but if we do... It I'm, should be. I'm very excited be. to see it. Yeah, and with that, that'll finish up our coverage of Part 5. We'll probably talk about it as it comes up in conversation, but... If there's anything you want to hear us talk about specifically, go back through the the past year. Pick an episode. Any episode. <laughs> They're all there, I promise you. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, let's set up for next week with uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. Yeah, I guess I can't think of really anything else to do other than just keep the fucking train going and let's roll right into Part 6. So, uh, man, Part 6... I have mixed feelings about part six, as I've hinted at in in previous episodes, and uh, I'm honestly really excited to reread it. Maybe I'll change my mind. I don't know. What do you yeah. think about part six, Jack? You have more refined opinion of it than me. <laughs> I have I think. a refined palette, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like part six. I feel like rereading it here with you is going to be very helpful and educational because my feelings aren't are that uh being in one place does it favors like part four does like Mm -hmm. because you're able to focus more in on the core cast of characters without having them like go from point a to point b Um, because there's a lot of part five that's like oh we got to go here to get this thing go here to get this thing we got bosses orders we got an email like that sort of a thing um and like that works like italy the journey is cool here the prison setting is interesting um and he and iraqi does a lot with it um and having like a smaller cast of characters at first and developing them uh works works pretty well like because mm-hmm. thinking about the core cast you got you got jolene hermes weather anasui foo fighters slash uh the emporio's in there There's... yeah because i think i think that's really my first hold up with part six i didn't find i mean other than weather and jolene i didn't really find the characters super memorable 
Yeah, Hermes, her backstory is neat, but it gets kind of like railroaded mm-hmm. real quick. But I really do like the squad of Jolene, Foo Fighters, and Hermes, like when they're together. Like, Oh, that, yeah. I mean, I, I take that delightful. back. Foo Fighters is super memorable. Just, yeah. Just how like fucking weird she is. But uh, yeah, I, I like struggle to remember anything about Anasui except for the fact that he wanted to fuck Jolene and the fact that he was originally a woman. Yeah, not not like originally a woman in universe, just the fact that he, his character yeah. was originally supposed to be a woman. Yeah, and was drawn like a woman at first. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll have to, once we get to Anasui again, we'll have to see, like, are you a character or are you just like a plot force? I yeah. Mean, we'll see. We'll see. And I really, uh, really love, uh, one of my favorite things about Part 6 was Jotaro's depiction in it. I think... First of all, best kind of Jotaro look of all time. He looks mm-hmm. so cool in his like alligator skin pants it's and his purple coat. <laughs> bonkers is what that man looks like. Mm-hmm. He got to his 30s and was like, I don't care. <laughs> I can wear anything. I can stop time. Fuck you, mm-hmm. actually. I'll get custom alligator skin pants. <laughs> My daughter hates me. <laughs> it kind of casts the whole thing with Jolene kind of casts like a dark shadow over all the over what he was doing in part four and part five, where it's just like, oh, he abandoned his family to become a marine biologist and pal around in fucking Moiro. Like, yeah, like Jotaro, like he's a cool shonen character, but this also shows that like that doesn't mean you're a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> Like, all of these, like, shonen characters in, like, end up having kids like Naruto and Goku, and it's, like, it always, even even though, like, you know, there's the meme that Goku is a bad dad, but it, but it, Dragon Ball still depicts Goku as, like, a family man, you know, jokes aside, whereas, like, Jotaro, which is arguably, like, the, the most stock shonen hero in part three, gets developed into this, like, huge piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting, because... Part four paints Jotaro in a really favorable light, you know, as like and just this like, like kind great of like guy. father figure of the gang, you know. Mm-hmm. Like really helps out everyone, and then part six comes around. It's like <laughs> he's not a good dad. His daughter like doesn't like him. Like I guess he's divorced. Is that? Is that I don't know that if they, they ever. Con- I don't know if they ever confirmed it. Jotaro marriage. I, let's see how much Dojin comes up. Nope. All right. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. Uh, does he? Where is? Where is his wife? Who's? I don't even who know. Who did he they, marry? She. His wife is like fridged by default. <laughs> yeah. Cause his his wife doesn't even have a name here, man. That's that's disappointing, but I kind of figured. Yeah. Like, but it it just goes to show Jotaro <laughs> is not great at family. That's no. the whole point of this. Um, I'm just going through like the first couple of chapters of Part Six, and man, the colors in Part Six. Talk oh, about yeah. talk about something, um, and we'll obviously get into more detail as we read through it. But you know, just some opening words about the the villain of part six. Interesting, I'll say that he is very a- interesting. Um, definitely not full evil. Like uh, Diablo was just evil. Yeah, um, he was just evil for evil's sake. You know, he, he's out of his. He's a crazy sociopath, but. Uh, Kira had some uh, empathetic qualities at the very end there. He was still, like, a a serial killer and a sociopath. But, like, there were some interesting shades of gray to his character at the end there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then part six, uh, Enrico Pucci uh, has a lot going on. He, He is a lot. Yeah, and part six is also kind of like retcon hell like if you thought you know the whole stand arrow bullshit was bad just wait till you read part six and the 
and the romance between Poochie and Dio. <laughs> I'm just going to say you... it. It's a romance. It, it's it's yeah, no, it's a 100% a romance. To call it anything else is like I'm not going to say romance. It. I'm not going to fucking pussyfoot around it. Like no, nah, these guys are in in love in a really weird oh, yeah. and like undescribable way and it makes it is very interesting and hard it's uh, it's another thing i liked about part six is the the is even though it was a huge shameless retcon the relationship between poochie and dio is very interesting yeah um oh man i had a thing to say but i can't remember now shit <laughs> uh oh did you rem- do you remember that the stand arrow is here Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it closes out the trilogy, I guess, of 4, 5, and 6 with the stand arrow. I mean, it, yeah, sure, it sure is there. <laughs> I completely forgot. Um, but yeah, Jolene's great. I like the supporting cast. We'll see how I feel about the fights as we go on. There's yeah. a lot of them. That's, I think, some... I think it was kind of like, shot. I was like... It was hard for me to go right into part six after right after part five because part five is a lot of stand fights, a lot of cool stands. Part six doesn't have as many stand fights, and the stands are also a lot more abstract. You want to talk about Dragon's Dream? I can't. I wait don't to get want to, to talk about Dream. Dragon's Dream. <laughs> I I love the concept of a stand fight that's like based on Feng Shui. <laughs> we'll see how I feel about it when we get there. But yeah. looking at these stand fights, m- most of them are just like six part one and dones, and I think that might be to its strength. Like I'm trying to find one that's like more than six or seven, and there's really the first one that's more than seven is heavy weather, and that is something. And then it's heavy weather, and then sea moon and maiden heaven, like. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the fight at the end sure fucking is, huh? We'll get there. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do it in a year. Yeah, I mean, it's another 158 chapters, so... <laughs> it's actually three chapters longer than part five, so... But it, it <laughs> Fuck it us, I guess. <laughs> but it doesn't have baby face, so it's better. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I think that'll do it for us this week next week we are going to move into part six and start our coverage of the weekly part five anime mm-hmm. and we'll we'll figure out like change it up there there and again yeah we'll get we'll get our friend goku back into the mix occasionally uh, love our friend goku yeah miss yeah. goku want to want to go see how he's doing again but yeah i'm yeah. excited to give Probably part six great. a reread I'm I'm hoping that I might feel differently about it coming out of it because that that would be cool because I I don't like that I'm not crazy about it but I want to change my mind and we're gonna see part six kind of set the stage for everything that has happened will happen in JoJo it's a real pivotal part which makes it interesting for the future of the series so yeah a lot hinges on it yeah which is nifty and it kind of informs a lot of the narrative and and design decisions that go forward and also you could talk about how instead of uh rockstar as all the characters a lot of the characters named after fashion brands oh yeah i like it it's a nice change of pace yeah it shows araki's interests evolving over the years yeah anyway i think that's enough for this week so yeah thanks for joining us in this weird rambly episode jack show us off Thanks again for listening, everybody. You can find us, as always, on iTunes. iTunes? Fuck. iTunes? iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. It's the 90s version of iTunes. It's got a lot of tood. Oh, uh, iTunes. Google Play. Uh, we post everything we make to the SoundCloud. You can check out all the links, all the thumbnails that Andy meticulously chooses week after week after week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to r slash Starters Crusaders. I post links to the episode there every Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, depending on Whenever what happens. Whenever he remembers. Whenever I wake up and realize <laughs> that I haven't done it. That's when I do it. Um, <laughs> please like, comment. Uh, leave us any kind of praise or well-wishing or any, anything you want to say. You can get us on Twitter at JoJo underscore cast. Thanks again, everybody. We will see you next week. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.